What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Dumpster Talk. We're here with our friend Jeff Nicholas from J&J Service Solutions. Like how, how we know Mr. Nicholas, um, we actually all, me, Todd, and me, Todd, and Carrie all played football with your son, Andrew. So shout <laughs> yes, out to him. Shout out to our voice squirt. Um, I don't know, Mr. Nicholas, just welcome to the Dumpster. Um, what do you what do you think? What do you do? What were you thinking when you got called out here? Yeah, well, it uh, first I was a little nervous because you know Mr. Saad can be a little intimidating. But uh, <laughs> now I watched most of your uh, watch most of the talks you guys have posted and, and put out there on social media. I think it's exciting that you guys are learning not about just you know what you guys do, but how the industry works. And and yeah. so yeah, no, I think it's exciting to see what you guys are doing. I, I like the way that you guys are creating. Some awareness. I love the team, but you guys are building as a team. You can see it. Each each one of your episodes is another opportunity where you guys have shown that you you're you not only enjoy what you're doing, but you're trying to take it to the next level. We appreciate it's exciting. it. Thank, Thank you. you. So I'm honored to be here. All right. Yes. Thank you. Well, Dan always talks. He talks. I'm sure we've all heard it. Like how Jeff <laughs> Nicholas is one of his one of his top guys, yeah. and you taught you've always like teach him so much. So have you have you always been close with Dan, or kind of you met him in high school, or kind of how that How'd that go? So I was an upperclassman. Dan was an underclassman. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I knew him uh, through high school, but ultimately in the last maybe 10 or 15 years as our kids were growing up with uh, with uh, with Kat and, and Andrew um, and the kids growing up. But uh, playing basketball with him, uh, St. Leo's, uh, definitely been on the receiving end of his... Uh, he throws some elbows. Sometimes. He throws some elbows. <laughs> I and mean, Dr. Carroll, they, they throw some elbows. But no. Um, and then really when I started the business here in 2010... Being able to see him on a more regular basis, you know, having a bad day, stop down. Yeah. Having a good day, stop down. See what you guys are doing. So, awesome. love what you guys are building. Yeah. What's, um, I don't know, you want to ask about his back? What's your background, kind of? So, I'm sort of a dinosaur in many ways in the fact that most people have six, seven, eight jobs. I've only had two. I was with one company that came out of school in 1990 from the University of Scranton and uh, was in a manufacturing business. So, we were manufacturing uh, material handling equipment. Um, it was owned by private equity, and that's a whole other topic. But so every three to five years, the business was bought, sold, bought, sold, bought, sold. Mm, okay. And through that twenty years, um, a valuable lesson I would share with you, I share with my kids as well. Um, in private equity, typically there's value. Somebody always walks away when a company is sold. Somebody makes a lot of money. Um, after twenty years and four times that the company was bought and sold, um, I walked away feeling very disgruntled because I roll, I retained my job, I continued to move my way up from a general manager to a president, I never got that payday. And I kept saying to myself, this is this is just isn't fair. The, the, the big guys, the CEOs make all the money. Um, but in 2010, um, the company was bought and then sold one more final time through a bankruptcy. And I was told after 20 years, put your stuff in a box and walk out the door. Wow. So it was a, it was a, and I, for years I'd always said I wanted to do my own business. I always wanted to have my own business. But at that point in time, um, where family was scheduled to go to Disney, I called my wife from the parking lot up in Middletown, and I said, I got some good news, bad news. Bad news is I don't have a job anymore. Good news is we're going to Disney this weekend, and when <laughs> I get back, we'll figure it out. Um, and the relationships and the context, people like Dan, um, I have a handful of, of people that have been so instrumental in, in, in our success. Um, I walked away, and at that point, Alex, I finally realized that I was, that I was rewarded, I was paid. And the answer was, for 20 years, I learned how to grow a business, how to take care of our associates, um, how to build and create value within an entity. And now I was taking everything that I learned doing it for someone else 
and we've applied that to what we've done at J&J Material and J&J Service Solutions over the last 12 years. So, and I told my dad, you know, you, you can't always see, you know, this far in front of you. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta look out, you gotta be patient, and, and every opportunity, whether it's a success or a failure, I think is, is an opportunity for you to learn and to build on, and, and ultimately, to share. And, and my whole goal is the people who have helped me over the years, I can never, I can never write them a check big enough for what they've done. Um, I can never do for them what they did for me. My whole goal is to give back much like Dan does. It's, it's give, give back and, and share some of that information and knowledge and, you know, be that mentor, be that, be that role model that somebody may want to emulate. You know, so that's, it's huge. Yeah, so did you like, because I was like looking at your LinkedIn and the website of the company. Yep. Like the business model, like it's so like, I think it's like very smart of like what it actually is, like going in and putting up the racks and uh, making the flow more efficient and stuff. Did you like step into that or did you come in, come up with that idea of your business? I would love to say that I had the vision at the beginning to, to do that. What um, and I sort of alluded to it earlier as far as relationships. So um, I didn't have that vision when we started the business, but as we began to grow and evolve, I mean, initially, you know, imagine what it's like. I had uh, I had three kids. Um, you know, no 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 paycheck after that week. I had no benefits that night, um, and you worry about survival. So initially, this first year or two, it was about how do we stand up a business, how do we get going. But as we began to grow, and I will tell you, in the last three or four years our whole like our tagline at J&J is concept to completion so we want to build relationships and 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 continue to grow those relationships and the way you do it is by doing more things for those people Mm -hmm. so it's real hard to go out and acquire a new account I mean you guys are working hard and making some inroads as far as bringing on new customers um, and new markets but it's what else can you do for those existing customers because those relationships become an asset they become a way to 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 grow your business and from a from any other perspective, it's a barrier to entry. So if you're able to do eight or ten things for a client versus, you know, we drop off cans and we pick up cans and we provide you a check for that steal, that's a that's a transactional relationship, a relationship where they pick up the phone. Literally, in the 12 years I've been doing J and J, I've probably have called Dan 50 times and said, "Do me a favor, who do you know?" You know, when I started the business, we were we were. In the process, in the, in the unrelated business, we were replacing bathroom partitions in movie theaters in New York City. Yeah. And I said, Dan, I said, what do I do with all of this wood? And he had a, a recycler in Jersey that we got to. You know, he's like, bring the steel back here. But, you know, so it's just having those relationships. And I think it's not giving in order to get. It's giving without the, the expectation that something's going to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, now we, we've grown. We've just rebranded J&J um, this year into J&J Companies. So, we have a... Material handling company, so J&J Material, working with commercial warehouses. We have J&J Retail, which is working with big box retailers and small retailers on a national scale. Um, we have J&J um, uh, Material, commercial, retail, and then our last one is uh, retail sa- is J&J Safety, um, which is helping all of our customers with safety-related issues. So whether it be rack safety in a warehouse, whether it be racking in a or an aisle way that's, that's you know, Potentially, product you get pushed on a customer in a store, um, or our facility maintenance group, which is you know working with uh, you know maintaining buildings and stuff. So it's that whole concept, is, as you talked about, we're we're seeing it, and the more you get going, that forward momentum, it just yeah. it grows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a question. Uh, so you were talking about like connections and how that helped you throughout your whole career. Uh, is there any 
buddy that you remember from back when you first started or through your time through uh, advancing through your career that they really just helped you and kind of something they taught you that stuck with you um, through throughout your career and that is helping you now? I would, I, it would be hard to single any one individual. I have, I, have, uh, I have two or three people that I call every day on my way to work and I have one or two guys I call on my way home. Um, uh, a good friend, a guy from St. Louis, Mr. Giuliano, uh, phenomenal from the day one, you know, helped me put my business together. Um, I've got uh, a guy who owns uh, close to 70 Jersey Mikes down in the Carolinas, completely unrelated business. We're just talking about people. Um, so I think it's good to have relationships that are not just within your industry, mm-hmm. but outside that maybe gives you a different perspective. At the end of the day, I think the most valuable thing that that those relationships do is is help you to make good decisions about how you take care of people. I have one golden rule. I, I told I, I just did my company update for our, our holiday last week, and I said at the end of the day, I could do away with our handbook. I could do away with all of our policies if everyone just lived one golden rule. My dad told me, and that's treat everybody just a little bit nicer than you want to be treated. And, you know, those things, I think, are, are some of the lessons that I've learned from, from the people that have helped me over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know? It's definitely, like, Dan told, tells us all a lot about, like, when we go to different events and stuff, like, we go to different networking events, like, even if this guy's, like, uh, not in scrap exactly, like, you never know what that guy oh, can yeah. help you out with. Get outside of the guys. Don't don't stay within yeah. your herd. Yeah. I think the, the more... You know, and older and younger. I mean, I, I learned from the uh, the reason I was talking to you before we started. It was you know, the young guys. I learn a lot about them. I learn a lot about technology. I think about how they think and, yeah. and what motivates them. And you know, the traditional, you know, guys of my age, they don't understand and relate how you guys are motivated. And, and if you don't, the business won't survive. You know, and when you look at when you look at Saad and, and you look at a multi generational, I think what these guys have done. I mean, this is fourth generation, fifth generation. That doesn't happen. Most businesses make it through two and the third one. I mean, you got Dan and Mike, but, you know, consider what you got there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're lucky to have the business, uh, no. for sure. What do, you, what do you think about, like like you just said, um, like you think everyone we have on the podcast always tells us about, like, learning, like, doesn't stop when you're out of school. Like, do oh, you, no. Yeah. It absolutely because I mean I I can look back and think about how many things you know that I learned in, in different things, but I'll tell you the ethics classes, the you know the, the strategic thinking, you know being organized, being disciplined. You know, wake up every day and make a list, man. Make a list of what you want to achieve. You know, that's something that you know I was in my early fifties and I finally one of my advisors basically said every day I want to see a list, and at the beginning of every year I want you to make five personal goals five business goals and five spiritual goals that, that, that are going to make you better. Look at them throughout the year and then look at them at the end of the year. This uh, November, I looked at my list and I'm like, I nailed every one of them. And it wasn't because I made them easy. It's because I stay focused on that. But, I mean, to your point, relationships getting outside of, of scrap, getting outside of the recycling world, you know, um, I think you can learn more. Every opportunity is an opportunity. I think the, the best learning opportunity is making mistakes. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And I still make, I, I go way too fast and instead of slowing down and, you know, yeah. taking it in. Because you guys are, I mean, you're doing a, think about the initiative initiatives that you guys have t- undertaken just in the last 12 months. Lots of different things. We definitely all make, um, well, speaking for myself, I definitely make a lot of mistakes, but um, I used to get mad at them kind of, but Dan taught me to, you can't like do anything about a mistake you made other than you can either get mad at it or 
fix it. So get better. The, the key, I, I have a couple of values that we we live by, and, and one is safety is important. Two is our associates are the most important thing. If I don't take care of them, they they won't take care of my customers. So you can't put customers first. But the but the next one is learning organization is an organization that makes mistakes looks at what the mistake was and then shares the mistake not as a way to embarrass somebody or make someone accountable mm-hmm. but to let the organization not make that same mistake and it may not be hey don't back over you know broken glass with a tire yeah. it'd be thinking about your surroundings as you're driving you know but it's it's that learning aspect you know because if you're not pushing hard you're not making mistakes you're not having failures you know so oftentimes i think you can learn more from your failures than you can your mistake your, your, your victories yeah um dan also says like blameless problem solving that's one of our core values so I absolutely like, love it. Like if, say, I would mess up, Alex takes the blame, blame a lot, or one of these guys will, because it's not really like, it's not like a matter of fact on who made the mistake, but like how can you fix it and everyone can learn from it. Yeah. If it's a mistake I make, he can make tomorrow. If you don't yeah. share it and, and if you don't figure out yeah. what was the, you know, not a t- total root cause analysis, but looking at it and saying, okay, yeah. what do we need to do? We need to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure everyone is on like the same page with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He said about core values. These J and J have core values, and what are they? So it's it, and I every time I and I try to go out because all our associates, we have a large portion that are based here in Columbia, doing our commercial services, our facility services, and our commercial install. We have our office and admin staff here, but you know that's about forty of our hundred and eighty associates. So our people are out every day working nights. Um, so I try to get myself, and I haven't done a good job of it this year, but in the past. Get out and meet with them and, and talk to them about who we are because, you know, many times there's turnover yeah. and they don't get a chance to see a name with a face. You guys have the advantage of being here and, you know, sort of doing a, a huddle up before and at the end of the day, which it helps. But when you're a, 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 a remote and more and more remote, you got to spend that time doing it. And the three things I stress, first and foremost, is safety. I need everybody going home in a better shape than the way they came to work, which means they made some money. They learned something and they created some value. And then the second thing is is taking care of our associates, meaning, you know, everyone needs to take care of each other. Um, and I will never put a customer ahead of our associates. Um, the second that anyone says the most important thing in it to us is our customers, then they basically said the people who create that value and take care of those associates are, are second. Um, and then last but not least is, is taking care of, you know, doing the right thing, you know, treating each other with respect. So those are our, we keep it simple. It's not a... We don't have a written yeah. mission and vision statement, but yeah. bottom line is they're definitely like probably worded differently, but all those core values are in ours too. Yeah. I think it's shown more in your people too, like the companies that have to kind of like put it up on their wall. Not all of them, mm-hmm. obviously, but they kind of have to say it. Like it's good to show. It, yeah, what it's shown through. Kind of to go back, like um, you're kind of sharing your story of how you got into the, your business. Yep. Um, like so, Mason, he, you've been here with. Like, this was your second month with us. Yep, going on my second month. So he came from Turkey Hill, and he, like, already has taught us a lot about, like, it's how it was so different at his last job. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think is the difference of, like, a big court, like, um, I guess working, like, I don't know, having your own business versus working out in, like, um, how about right? big business versus small yeah. business? Yeah, big yeah. corporation, yeah. So graduating from uh, from school, I wanted to go work for Arthur Anderson, wanted to work for one of the big accounting firms, wanted to go work for somebody big. Because they had this name, it was rec- it was recognized. Mm-hmm. I went to work for a small company, and the first company I worked for was J and D. Now I work for now I own J and J, but nobody knew it, and it was a sort of an ego thing where you know you work for the small company, and you're traveling and you're meeting people, and you got friends outside of the area. They have no idea who you are, or what you do, or it's sometimes hard to explain. Um, so I've always struggled, you know, with 
my career path, but now looking back, you know, thirty some years, I think there's a it's a personal decision. Um, there are benefits that you get from working for a big company because there's standard, there's there's opportunities to typically to promote within. There's opportunities for career advancement. There's training. There's education. You sort of get that pedigree of of how things should be done. What you don't get is you don't get the ability to see what you guys are seeing. You guys are seeing everything from you know you just talked to me about how how you process retail customers coming through here. You guys were actively involved in that decision process and setting it up, and yeah. you own it. You know, and if you want to improve it, I guarantee you, if you went to Dan and Mike and said, "Hey, here's something we'd like to do," you don't get that in a big company. You're a number. Um, so there's a. I don't think it's a. I don't think there's a right or a wrong or a, or, a, or a benefit of one or the other. I think yeah. it's a personal decision. Um, for me, it was better. You know, I came from small high school or small grade school, small high school, small college. So I was, you know, I was intimidated as far as being a big number. But I always said I wanted to. In reality, it was better for me. Um, you know, I, I don't urge my kids to do one or the other. I, I think yeah. they got to do that. It's a personal decision. Both yeah. both have opportunities for you to grow and develop as a person as a profession yeah yeah for sure Agreed. guess you just got to kind of be the best you can in whatever one you're in really. and if it doesn't what work you, you know i always said you know do the right thing you know if it doesn't if it isn't working sit down and talk to somebody don't don't get frustrated don't uh you know i've in a, in a very positive way i know it comes off the wrong way but i've also told you know being in management for 30 years i've always told people if you're not happy here please leave there's somebody outside here, and, and granted, the last year, two years with COVID, with labor like it is, there hasn't been. But I've always said, if you're not happy, leave, because it takes really one person to cl- complain and to bitch, and then somebody to listen, and then that person who listened then complains, and two becomes three, three becomes five, and it becomes a cancer. So I've always urged, life is short. Go, go do what, if you're not happy here, go find something that is, because not only are you making yourself miserable, you're making someone else miserable. So. It's a, it's you know, in a, in a very positive way. I've never tried to persuade as, you know, leave. Yeah. But if if I can't do something and we're not the right fit for you, yeah, you know, Dan so kind of does the, the same thing. Like, um, it's not his way or the highway. It's yeah, like he, he'll be like, um, if you don't want to be here, like he still he still loves us, but just leave on this place. Well, let's try to figure out if we'll figure out what's making you unhappy. Why, you know, what is the issue? I mean, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to work hard. Well, then, you know, good luck trying to find a job somewhere. You're going to work hard one way or the other. Um, but you gotta, you gotta feel like I think everyone wants to have a purpose. I mean, purpose-driven life yeah. is the only way to go. I think communication is the biggest thing too that I found. Um, I had a couple jobs before here that, like, like say I'll be having a bad day, like not, the bosses wouldn't even care or even be there to care. So here, like, I never left here. I can honestly say I never left here, like, upset or anything. Michael is also damn, but definitely Michael, he, he, like, I don't know what it is, but he just knows pretty much, like, how to make you feel better about it. Co- complimentary personalities, and that's why they, they definitely click. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you you got to you gotta feel like you're heard. And that there again, I mean, it's another advantage of, so it's not only you're on the receiving end of it, but as you grow in your, in your careers, think about it. Think about the role and the responsibility that you take on as a middle manager and as a senior manager down the road. That you know how you felt coming out, where you know no one communicates with you, no one talks to you. Yeah. You know, it's a simple hello yeah. and and and, and truly listening. Someone's dead because you never know like what's going on in their life like outside of here. So it's good to just just talk. It's, e- it's easy too. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what you see here. I mean, you walk in the front door and and uh, Ron will be sitting over there or Shelby, and you know it's a smile. It's it's. You know, when people don't want to be here, they'll let you know. Yep. Sure. You know, and you you guys are interacting with clients every day. I mean, so if they come through the gate and they come back to see you, 
and you're miserable and you know you should know where to go yeah, yeah. You might not see them there's always other alternatives yeah they can go somewhere else mm-hmm. yeah. for sure because you're the face of this organization I mean that's you know whether you whether you see it and feel it you are I mean people interact with you guys more than anybody else sure definitely that's kind of all the part of the that's the part of us putting this out there we want to sure. let people kind of feel like they kind of know us before they come in and feel, com- feel welcoming because oh, yeah. a lot of scrapyards like they're not welcoming at all like you even have to go in to see what prices you'll get for your metal here we mm-hmm. try to be like just more like personable and mm-hmm. show them mm-hmm. that like we're humans and like have like no, it's it make it an experience. I mean, if it's just a transaction, then it's a transaction. It's you know, it's money for money for pounds. Mm-hmm. But if you come in here and you and it and it's a fun place to be, it's a you know, you like seeing like I love coming in and seeing Shelby and you know Franz over there. I love giving them a hard time. <laughs> that's but that's you know. And it's nice to see people who come in like I. I've been running the set a lot, so I have customers come in who like. We'll go to other scrapyards and just be like so happy coming in here because they just feel like welcome home and not like they're lost on their meadows. Like a lot of the times we bring customers into the shed to show them how we do it or how they can clean their stuff better, get better prices. So it's just basically being um, transparent. Well, I think what you guys would do with Earth Day and stuff like that, the more involvement in, and now, I mean, you guys have really put a lot of time and effort into, you know, getting out and getting involved in different in, uh, communities and uh, community groups. Um, whether it's a chamber or you name it. I mean, you guys are involved in 10 times more than I could ever even think about. But then getting the community to come here. I mean, it's this it, This is more than a This is more than a scrapyard. This is, you know, and I think what, you know, what the, the energy that Dan and Mike have is, is I don't know how, I don't, I don't know when they sleep. I know I get tired watching them. <laughs> uh, I'm still convinced Dan doesn't sleep. Yeah, yeah I don't think he does. <laughs> I think he just runs on coffee. It's definitely a lot of coffee. We, we keep him going. Well, it's good though, but it's 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 both ways, yeah. you know. So I mean, as much as as much as he's given, he's getting, yeah. and that's that's what you want. That's a, that's the that, I think that's a true definition of a team, that's you know. Sure. Um, I have a question going back to J and J. Just kind of your f- future hopes for the company. What what would you like to see happen in your, I guess, final years with it? Oh, I got I got many many years. Um, yeah, we're, we uh, our next hurdle was uh, two years ago. We said we wanted to double double the business in five years and everyone's like why five years i'm like because you got to have a hurdle and i think you know a goal and and you know 10 years is too crazy but you know three to five and our whole goal i think is is to continue to grow um the business um as a unit so it was two separate companies and you know the day my partner retired in 2019 we had a j and j handling company and we had a j and j service solutions and people felt you know sometimes they were in one company or the other and and i literally we sat at a our conference day when I grabbed white and blue t-shirts and I had a sign that said we are and I flipped it over on the other side because they're all Penn State fans I said J&J we're not material we're not service we're not commercial we're not retail we're not safety we're J&J and when we go to market um, I want our people and our clients to understand everything that we have to offer Um, I just was up in Harrisburg today before I came down here meeting with a handful of clients and they had no idea of all the things we're doing And, and me being up there was part of trying to present you know, we can install your racking, we can fix your floors, we can, you know, there's a hollow metal door that was rusted out, we can replace that, we can fix your dock seals, we can yeah. stripe your floors, we can, you know, we can help you move out of this building into another building, we can buy all your old stuff back. I think for me is to truly get, you know, my big hurdle isn't doubling the size of the business, but getting full integration, getting each and every part of the business working together, and no one feeling like their division was either shorted or they were more successful than the other division. I think if I can break those walls down, 
and try to help us as a company become truly J and J. Um, that would be a huge milestone for me, regardless of what the you know the top line numbers are. Mm -hmm. Seems like all of the different branches kind of all playing the one. To In one way or another, every you know. So you talk about what your business is recycling. So we do. We work with retailers, and when a retailer moves out of a building, you know they move on to something else. I go in and I say, I'll buy back all of your used racking. I bring it back, put it in our warehouse. Our commercial customers who are small in size, they like buying that used racking. So I hate, I help a retail customer by by in turn helping a commercial customer. Um, we do the same thing. We don't provide racking to our retail customers. All we do is labor. But when they get in a bind, they call me, and because I have a material handling company, we do that. Um, every business needs facilities and repairs and labor, so we use our labor, you know, in every way, shape, or form, and we leverage our experiences. Um, and then the last thing, which I think was, you know, a great addition this year, is, is our safety division because there isn't a single business out there today that doesn't have a safety, you know, even within your environment here. I guarantee you there are, you know, if you look back at, you know, near misses and accidents, there's always a way to, to prevent something. And if our core value, our number one core value is safety, how is that not something that, you know, that we're Im implementing as far as our long-term strategic plan? So it's each, for me, the long, the, the, a, a truly a, a milestone would be full integration where no one feels that they're a piece of this business or a piece of that business, but we're all part of one business, one company, That's one family. That, that also um, definitely makes your customers like feel better about like not having to work with a bunch of different companies to get mm -hmm. one job done. Mm -hmm. You kind of just can go with one company, different branches of the company and get it done. That's we had a couple of our, of our larger retailers. So like a lot of our local customers, we either go to see them. You know, we do a lot in, in Allentown and Carlisle and Mechanicsburg. You know, sometimes they'll come to the facility, but when you come, you know, if you ever have an opportunity to come to, to our facility here in Columbia, um, our retail customers from Atlanta and Charlotte and Lowe's and Home Depot, these guys are coming, Florida decor. They come and they see it and they're like, I had no idea. Because, again, we're trying to get that integration. We're not there yet. But when they come and they see how each and every one of these pieces and parts work together, um, it helps. It helps yeah. sell the message. I think the more that you guys can continue to be in the community and the more that you can get the community to come here, whether it be Earth Day or other functions, to understand what's, you know, what's, what is SOD all about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. let, us, let them know kind of everything we offer. Yeah. W would you say, like, that's one of the hardest parts, kind of, like, uh, trying to get your customers to figure out, like, all the different things that you offer to them? Or I know you were talking about yeah. how you were just telling a recent customer about it, it is things. hard I think because it, it oftentimes it comes across as you're selling mm. so you know uh, looking at an opportunity um, you know we help we have a we have a our permitting services so we help people who are installing something you know work in municipality we have a whole group that does permitting you know we're, we just helped a client the other day that didn't use us but got in a bind and called me and said hey can you help me or can you do you know somebody I'm like this is what we do and walked them through how we can assist them and they're like, I had no idea. Now they're going to come to us for everything else going after, but it wasn't me selling them on, hey, do you know that we do this? We're, we're getting ready to roll off facility maintenance, so we're going to sort of push a blitz of how we can be in our customers. So we don't sell forklifts. We're a material handling mm -hmm. company. So how do I get my customers to understand who we are and what we do? you got to have physical presence. you got to look each other in the eye, you know, even in this virtual world. So we're, we're rolling out facility maintenances, and we're going to start in central Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Lebanon, York, Harrisburg, so that we can get a service tech out there. And we're doing things that we never did before, you know. Um, UPS, the million square foot up in Harrisburg, we own 65 big screen televisions. It has wow. nothing to do with racking. <laughs> but our facility guys can build walls. They can do drywall. They can do paint, flooring. Do 
they can they can use the level and and so yeah it's just their command center up in uh, up in Harrisburg and so it's just stuff like that so we're going to try to communicate that out so I mean it, it's all different ways Gary yeah well, sure. once your customers know that like you're willing to pretty much help them with with anything they need and we're always transparent in the fact that you know we tell them this is what we do like we don't do electrical we don't do plumbing we don't do HV HVAC you want us to do it we'll manage it but I'm not going to try to do the you know we do it all and we really don't so I think it's that being honest about you know you guys are, are good in certain markets I think you get outside of your geography as far as being able to, to you know to, to do the pickups and stuff like that or if you're in a in a you know, in a type of service that they're looking for, and you tell everyone that, yeah, we can do everything. Yes, yes, we can, but you really can't. I think it's being honest and telling them maybe that you can't, not that you can't, but here's the true story. If you want me to, I can do. Correct. Yeah, we had a customer. I was just, uh, I was just up at uh, up in Harrisburg, and the guy says, you know, um, can you can you help me with this door? And you know, they, he didn't know that we. He knows we do dock doors, but it was a hollow metal door with a with an intricate you know lock safety. I'm like, I can't do the locks. I'm not a locksmith. You're gonna have to disarm that. I said, but I can replace the door. I can do this. I can you know. It also shows that you guys care, and not mm-hmm. like uh, I feel like personally, I feel like sometimes when you like hire someone like that, they might just want to get in and get out and just get the job done and on to the next. But it seems like you guys really care about like them being happy with what you guys did before you go on to the next. But, but that's an extension of the people. If you think about, you know, so it's not it's not myself or my sales team or my senior managers. It's my service techs. It's my project managers. It's our installers. It's they're the face of you are the face. They are the face of who J and J is. So if all they want to do is go in and get out and get get out so that they can get home because they want to they want to go to a ball game or they want to do something or they want to walk work on their car. But if they take the time and the customer says, well, can I show you this? And he says, uh, you'd have to call Eric or or Dan or somebody or Bali. But if, if they if you take the time and effort because it's you guys are the face of of who Sad is, mm-hmm. you know yeah, that is true. Like we, I don't know what we did, but we screwed that door up there the other day, and I don't know <laughs> two of your guys came out. They were nice. They got done, got done, got it right. Oh, yeah. We got a great. We have a, our facility maintenance team is ready to, to, to roll out. We're we're excited yeah. to. We have a full time guy just going to get ready to lead that business for us. But yeah, we're excited. And again, referrals, word of mouth. I mean, so people may have used other services. If they've had a bad service or they felt like they, you know, and again, you know, it's a lot of arbitrary. I mean, I know I said the early story about bringing back bathroom partitions. I said, Dan, I said, I've got stainless steel bathroom partitions. It was about 10% stainless steel and about 90% wood. <laughs> I'll never let me forget it. But, you know, it's, he didn't make me feel stupid. He just said, hey, this is the reality of it. We'll, you know, you prep it. We'll give you X. If you don't, we'll give you Y. You know, where I could have, you know, gotten upset or embarrassed and, and went down the street. You know, yeah. it's, it's that, again. It's that customer mm-hmm. relationship for yeah, life. I've seen, I've personally seen Dan, like, say, um, a big thing that we have problems with is, like, when copper and brass are together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen Dan even give back customers, like, what they brought in so they can take it home and get done with it. What have got? Do you want a customer? Do you want a one-time customer or do you want a customer yeah. for life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, he does the right things, you know. They're, um, Michael and Dan are really good role models for us to look up to. They teach us. I learned something from one of them each day. Well, they came up through the ranks. It isn't like they walked into this business and were handed the, the golden keys. I mean, mm-hmm. they both have been out here. They've plenty of cuts, plenty of bruises, cutting, yeah. plenty of, you know. right next to us. I cleaned out, um, I would say probably the dirtiest like, job is probably cleaning under the baler. Oh, yeah. So far what I've done. And um, when we did it a couple months ago, Dan was down there with me. 
Just made him down. He doesn't want anybody to think that he can be outworked. Uh, he doesn't, he's a little ego. <laughs> <laughs> what do you kind of like going back to so Carrie asked like what do you what's your plan for the future in the business like going off that what kind of what would you say drive like I don't know if it's that or what drives you to do like your best every day. Um. So I, I, I typically quote my dad at least 10 times a day, so I'll quote him the 11th time now. Um, it, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if, you're, if, if you ever think that you've gotten where you want to be or what you're doing, it's probably the day to be done. Um, you know, Because every day, uh, there's a bunch of analogies, but every day someone's <laughs> getting up and looking, looking to eat somebody or, or to kill somebody. And do you want to be, you know, do you want to be the guy getting chased, or do you want to be the guy chasing? Um, you know, so I think, you know, you guys are a lot of you guys are sports oriented, you know. So you got that team concept, but you have that win concept. So you know, you got to work hard. You got to do what you got to do. But if if the day that you say, hey, we're just going to go out and play for fun, you know, I've never been on the basketball court with Dan where I played for fun. <laughs> I played to win, you know. And so to see, because you know, so I I think there isn't really an end goal. There isn't a Hey, I want to work till I'm 65, or or I want to work till we're you know 100 million dollar company. I think it's you know it's when I stop adding value, and really I think the way that we as a company are going is is I'm looking for that young, I'm looking for that next generation. I tell my team all the time, I'm like, you're the future. You're you're going to at some point have to take on the heavy lifting, and that's what you guys are you know are, are learning at the ground level right now is that you know you're going to take on that responsibility, and they'll begin to do less, and they'll act more as advisors, more as you know, from a, from a senior level, and you guys will be making, you know, those tough decisions of, you know, do we keep this customer, do we not keep this customer, do we make a concession to, you know, to get this new customer. Those will be decisions that, you know, down the road that, because it's going to impact you, it's going to impact your future. You know, so I think that's, you know, that's the legacy. That's how you make a, a, a business succeed long term over multi generations. Is you got to you got to continue to feed it. So. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. It's been a very good talk today. Thank you. We're coming in the dumpster. We have to get the um, Gavin and the young guys in here. Now. Yeah. I would, I would, well, we also need to do our challenge. Uh, oh, yeah. Sod versus J&J. Sod versus J&J. Do you think well, they got us? Do I think? No, I don't think. I know. <laughs> oh! So it's going to be a multi-generation. It's going to be you know, a little bit, of, little bit of skill, a little bit of uh, strength, a little bit of endurance, and then whatever else you guys want to come up with. But I guarantee you, I think you guys are great. Yes. But not you're not J and J material. Maybe the pull I know we were talking about pull ups maybe a pull up challenge. Yeah, that's, that's Dan. I'm out. Basket basketball too. I mean you guys have you guys have Callen and Oh and, no no, uh, no we've got Square Yeah, yeah no. I, I we have uh Cash is one of our one of our lead service techs and he guarantees me he can throw down on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Winter break. I think everyone's home. I'd be, I'd be. You know what? Let's just name the location, and uh, J and J will be there. Yes, for sure. Right. Appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. You guys, it's, it's exciting to see what you're doing. Thank you. 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 Appreciate that. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.